Welcome everyone to House on Fire and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers. And today I have the Wongs on with us. How are you guys doing? Doing Great. well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you guys here. And we're basically going to be talking about raising kids in a multi-generational and Asian-American home. A really short phrase there. So, uh, But before we kind of dive into that, tell us about your guys' selves, uh, you know, whatever fun facts that you would like to tell us, and about your guys' family. Okay. Yeah. You want to start, Mac? Sure. Um, so Newt and I met at UT here in Austin way back a long time ago. <laughs> and we um, moved out to California after college, um, got married, had kids. We moved around a ton. Um, a fun fact is all three of our kids were born in different states. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So Ashton is 18. He's a senior. Um, about to leave the home. Um, Ava's 15, well, okay. sophomore. Ashton was born in Madison. He was born in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Let's tie it to the earlier. Right. Um, Ava was born in Seattle, Washington. Okay. She's 15. And Cole was born in Minneapolis. Okay. And he's 12. Okay. Do you, do you guys miss those places at all? Like more than here? More than here? No. Austin's always been like our, ever since we left, like, so I left right out of undergrad and moved to San Francisco. Okay. And, uh, I think even then it was like, okay, we're, you know, we're going to do this for a little bit, but eventually we're going to get back to Austin because yeah. Austin seemed to be like the perfect city for us. So, yeah. um, it's always been, been our, our desire to move back to Austin and, and we were able to do that, uh, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there are definitely things that we miss about those other cities like snow do you guys like miss like four seasons Seasons, yeah. it, for it's sure. kind of cool <laughs> for, for those for those who haven't experienced it's hard to explain that it's, it's actually kind of cool to have the four seasons and uh yeah uh, while it's cold you know you you learn how to uh layer up and and, yeah. and deal with it yeah yeah no that's awesome yeah texans don't know how to do that uh hence <laughs> a month and a half ago when Texas shut down. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't worried initially until I realized, wait, no one here knows what to do. <laughs> yes. It very much is the case. Yeah. Um, so, and Maggie, you work here at the church. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in the media department, mm-hmm. I guess, would that be the media department? Yes. Technically? Media communications. Um, I work, uh, I've been here for about six years now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just doing all the communications. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And Newton? What? I work for a company called Deloitte, um, and I do technology consulting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mainly for um, state governments. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so what do you love most about having kids? Uh, or they're actually here. So mm-hmm. having the kids around. And what do you, what bugs you the most about having kids? Um... The thing I love probably most is um, just just their persons, you know, just yeah. their personalities, who God made them to be. Um, yeah. They're all very different. Yeah. Um, we enjoy all the things they do and um, are involved in, which is why we're going to have some withdrawal when... <laughs> When Ashton leaves. <laughs> when Ashton leaves, yeah. because he, he, you know, we've been going to lacrosse games forever and doing yeah. that in the summers. and. But Ava, Ava and Cole will stay with us for a little bit longer, <laughs> yeah. so that'd be cool. Yeah. 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 I 
don't know about what bugs me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that that anything about having kids bugs me. I think maybe some of the things about them that they do for sure, us, like you know, not cleaning their rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, we're a normal, little worried normal things. about yeah. roommates, future roommates. <laughs> we're worried for them. <laughs> Um, may, not so much maybe with the uh, the younger two, but Ashton is, uh, sorry, buddy, if you're listening to this, but <laughs> he is um, a mess. Yeah. Has he got like stuff glo- like growing in his room? Is it is it pretty bad? It would get to that point if it weren't for Cole because they share a room yeah. and he just, he is kind of not that way. So he will bring down the cans of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the soda cans yeah. and, the, and the empty food boxes. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's dive in here. So, you know, talking about raising kids in a multi-generational and Asian American home. Um, so nobody can, uh, for those who are listening, like let, let, give us like some background, like your guys' cultural backgrounds and family dynamics and backgrounds, which I think will help us as we kind of dive into the, the subject yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so we actually have very similar backgrounds, which is why I think we initially were drawn to each other. Yeah. Um, both our parents immigrated from China yeah. in the 60s. Um, well, mine, I believe yours yeah. was also. Yeah. Um, you know, we both lived with grandparents, you know, um, um, mine was my grandma and, and, and Newt lived with both his grandparents yeah. for a while before. So like when you guys were younger, you, you lived with your parents and your siblings and your grandparents, mm-hmm. Correct. like in the same home. Correct. Yes. And I'm assuming, is that, is that a, is that, is that a cultural thing? Yeah. With very much. It so. Okay. It's yeah. very much a cultural, um, you know, people in China, it's multi-generational homes. Yeah. And even, um, like his mom would tell us about their parents. I mean, not just, it'd be aunts and uncles and yeah. other people too, which I can't imagine, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of people. So, um, so we do, we did just, and we both come from families that speak Cantonese. Yeah. Um, as you know, is our first language. Um, and you know, our families own businesses and, um, you know, we, you know, we just, we, that's, we, you know, we were just very similar in that, yeah. in that aspect of our families. So. For sure. So were you, you guys were born in the States then? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we were both, um, born, he, I was born in Houston and grew up there and he, yeah, he I was born from, uh, I was born in El Paso. Okay. Yeah. And right now in our household, uh, as you had mentioned, you know, my, my parents live with us. So, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, we're multi-generational household now. Right. So I've got my parents, us, and then our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually, we've on road rules who stayed at your church mm-hmm. in Houston. So it was fun just to be there to yeah. see things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. Um, and so have you guys passed down both the languages that you guys speak to your kids? No, I think we tried like initially, like when, when they were like really little and then we just kind of gave up on it. I, I, I unfortunately know I'm both Newt and I are more comfortable speaking English. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of that, um, growing up, it, you want to be as part of American culture. 
yeah. as you can be. Um, so we just, I mean, that just became more of our comfort language. So yeah. we don't speak to each other in Chinese. So it's hard to kind of pass that down to the kids. For sure. Yeah. Has any other family like, like grandparents, you know, been upset about that? Like that you haven't, I mean, I, I have no idea what, what that would be like, but have they been like, man, why didn't you f- pass down, you know, our culture or language? You Actually know? his mom. Your, yeah, your mom. Prob- probably a little bit, but, but more so like n- not recently, Por- probably more so early on. Like okay. you, you should be doing this and you should be doing this and you got to pass down the culture and you got to pass down the language. And yeah, I think we just, I don't know. I don't know if we were lazy or <laughs> what. Well, it just... Well, I kind of see, um, I, I kind of saw another side of some of my friends that were forced to take Chinese school and mm-hmm. they just really hated it. Yeah. And and I just, um, I didn't want that for my kids. I, I wanted them to actually want to learn yeah. and, and in a natural way. And, and um, Ashton actually has taken... Um, maybe six years of Chinese now okay. on his own. Yeah. So he, so he happened to go to a middle and high school that offered chi- Mandarin Chinese, which is a different dialect, but, yeah. um, but he chose that. So yeah, that's awesome. So he is getting some of that language through school for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, very cool. And any, anything to add Newton about your upbringing and culture, very similar to, yeah, I think it was very similar to Maggie's. It was, um, uh, you know, um, I think we, we, we both grew up with um, a lot of the kind of the traditions, the, the, the Chinese traditions, um, Chinese values. But at the same time, I think we probably struggled because we were also wanting to be like our friends who, aren't, yeah. who didn't have those things and, and didn't quite understand um, our, you know, like our traditions and our, and our background. So, yeah. And we wanted to fit in, right? Any, any kid for sure fit in yeah. with, uh, with their peers. Yeah, I can imagine if I grew up in another country in a culture, like I would, I'd want to do, you know, not that I don't like my own culture upbringing, but would just want to try to fit in. Was there like any difficulty or issues or tensions that you guys faced, you know, in your guys' upbringings that, uh, any race tensions or just any, you know, like where your friends were just like, well, I don't get that, you know, and they Mm -hmm. maybe didn't respond well with, you know, just cultural things and, um, or maybe yes to all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, this is growing up in the, uh, I guess the seventies and the eighties and and maybe things are a little bit different back then. I don't know. Um, but there were, there was definitely overt racism towards us and you just always being, you know, just it's, um, got made fun of, you know, called different names and you, you can imagine what the names were that, that were being uh, uh, called uh, of us. And it's, this is by people that you knew and people you don't know. You'd be like at the mall and somebody will say something to you and just like, um, so that was, that was kind of, um, it was pretty hurtful, but, uh, but over time I think um, we were able to maybe um, uh, become callous to it a little bit or, or yeah. just, just kind of just not listen to it anymore. And, and, and kind of move on with our lives yeah mm-hmm. i think it was it was difficult um for sure growing up uh, we lived we i grew up in a suburb of houston which was very white and yeah um i knew just a handful um i i remember in second grade there was like another asian girl and we became best friends yeah <laughs> just by sheer fact that we looked alike yeah for sure um and 
and it was it was it was kind of like living in two worlds because mm. we that's the school the neighborhood i lived in but my parents um took us to chinese church yeah. as you had mentioned um where everyone there was chinese yeah and so then it was like i had this church life you know with other chinese people or asian people yeah and then i had my home life which was school and just um you know being with people that were not you know like me and i think um I think you do kind of go through an identity. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If crisis is the right word, but just kind of um, insecurities about okay, where do I yeah. belong? Like, do I for sure? Do I go here or do I go here? And it's just it's um, and like Newt said, over time you you just you manage like okay, well, there's compartments in my life and yeah, and then um, and you do kind of get used to. I mean, I don't know if I f I had as much overt like name calling or things like that, but um, I think that there was definitely f a feeling of being different, mm. um, and so not maybe being included in as many things. Yeah. But um, but you know, as you as we've as you grow up, you go to college, you meet new people, different people, different cultures, yeah. and then you and then you you know kind of grow and. Um, you make you know you meet new people and um, yeah. and learn about other people and that your your world kind of grows for sure as yeah. you as you as you grow up. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going from a town of 200 people growing up to Chicago, you learn a few things, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, with, with, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. So what is so that's kind of some of your guys' upbringing and you moving around and all that kind of thing. You've got three kiddos and then your parents Newton with you guys. And so, like, what's been hard about raising kids for you guys in a multi generational and Asian American home? Like, what's been hard about that? I I think um, I there there were multiple things, but I think one thing was that there were there are certain expectations that my parents have mm. uh, more so my mom I guess um, that that Maggie and I don't necessarily have for our kids. Um, yeah. You know the the, the uh, we probably are more encouraging of doing, for example, of doing um, different extracurricular activities, doing a lot of different extracurricular activities. Whereas my mom is more, um, I guess, more academics. focused on academics. And okay. she's like, why, yeah. you know, why are they doing this? It's taking away from study time. So we have that type of conflict yeah. um, as, you know, and in, in, as we're trying to raise our kids, because, you know, we're the parents, but the grandparents also feel like they have a hand in raising the kids too. Yeah. So they're trying to impose their beliefs too. And, and sometimes it, it doesn't, you know, mix well with yeah. what, what we, Mag and I think. I could imagine that being very difficult at times. Cause like my mom, I mean, my dad's passed and gone, but my, I mean, my mom lived with me. Oh, like I'd be like, Jesus, you don't want to be here. Cause, cause there've been many moments like that, that I could just, that would be hard. Um, so I'm assuming there's times where maybe they step on, you know, step over their authority and, and, yeah, the, and so you know, the thing is, I, I don't know that there are lines, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. weird because it's not like there's lines that say, okay, this is, you got to, you know, you, you have authority in this area and yeah. we have authority in this area. Yeah. Um, as, as grandparents in the Asian culture, uh, they kind of have authority over everything, right? <laughs> right. Or they think they do. Well, for sure. Yeah. And that's part of the culture where there's a hierarchy mm. and, 
And um, I think if we were living in China, that's how it would be. Yeah. That the parents would, the grandparents are still over everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, there are definitely times where we have to, um, I mean, we don't, we try not to argue, but we we do do what's best for our children. Yeah, yeah. So it just, um, it's kind of a balance. For sure, yeah. Well, what else has been hard about raising your kids in a multi-generational and Asian-American home? Well, I think um, one of the challenges that we, that I feel, um, well, just as a parent in general, is you, you want your kids to experience the good things about your childhood and yeah, not the bad things. For sure, yeah. So, um, you know, we try to remove that struggle of, um, you know, we live in southwest Austin where it's mostly predominantly white. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, we want them to be um, comfortable and accepted amongst their peers. Yeah. And so there is a, we want them to still um, embrace their culture, but also embrace their American culture. For sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's 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 a balance there too as yeah. well because one thing that I experienced is I when I was growing up is just not wanting my culture hmm. because I wanted so much to be part of the American culture. Yeah, and I don't want that for my kids. I want them to be proud of their culture as well. Yeah, um, and not be ashamed of it. For sure. Have you guys ever felt like? that your kids don't have enough of your guys's culture where they're like, they're too, you know, being in the States where they're more American than Chinese. Is that, is that ever a, a, a like a tension for you guys? I, I don't know that it's a tension for us. I think we, <clears throat> I think we probably, uh, I mean, we, we, um, consciously made certain decisions about how we gonna bring them up, the activities that they were going to get involved with. Um, even, even the churches that we were going to go to, right. We're, we're, we're here at AOC. We're not at a Chinese church. Yeah. So I think we made those, we, we consciously made certain decisions and, and so we don't have, like, I don't think we're conflicted in, in, you know, saying, whoa, man, I wish that they were more, um, involved in the, you know, in, in the Chinese traditions and the cultures and, yeah. and such. And, um, I, I don't know. What do you think, Meg? Um, no, I'm not conflicted about it. We do um, make sure, though, that they there are holidays that my mother-in-law will she'll cook up like a ten-course meal. <laughs> we, I love it, and we make sure that they're there for that. Yeah, so that they um, value the importance. Yeah, of. Um, I mean, even if they don't know what the holiday means or yeah. what it's for, it's still important for us to all be together. For sure. And because um, one of the things that we do value is, is family, so yeah. um, we we definitely want them to um, to 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 hold onto that, right? Yeah, the, absolutely. The, the value of, of of family, immediate and you know extended. Yeah, absolutely. How how has you know the dynamics really affected your guys's marriage, like? 
you know, cause kids are around, your parents are around Newton. So, you know, I'm, you know, has it, I mean, but, but it may just be so normative for you guys. Cause I can just think of, I can think of like a hundred things where I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, um, like all the struggles that I would have, well, you I, know? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't always, it's not always easy. Yeah. And actually for a long time, it was hard because new travels for work. I yeah. mean, he hasn't this past year because of COVID. Yeah. But uh, early on, it's so his parents started living with us um, when Cole was born. So that was 12 years ago. Yeah. And so the kids were still pretty young and he's traveling and I'm home with his parents. Yeah. So it, in a 1400 square foot house. <laughs> initially, it was a very small house before we moved here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Newt may not have felt that much of it, but yeah. But I think being home now, he might experience it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and it it is a it, although it was hard. Really, it's learning um, to be selfless. It's mm. it's like okay, well, you can't. Yeah, many times you want to change the situation. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, I would. I wish it was different, but it, it can't be. Yeah. And you just have, you just have to work through it, yeah. And you have to ask for grace and patience and. But I think we've also gotten a lot of benefits from it too, right? Because you know right. we, we like if me and Mag need to go somewhere, then we've got like built-in babysitters. Oh man, right? that'd be so, like amazing. Oh man, that'd be awesome. And, and my mom yes. does cook. She did. Like when she does cook, she cooks like a, a ton of food. So we, well, <laughs> we and, a lot er, to eat. and early on too, when um, when the kids had sports and. And I was the only parent home, and I had, yeah, to, yeah I had a carpool or do uh, run around. Um, they would have dinner ready, so yeah. that was like less eating out. Yeah, and you know that was definitely beneficial to have them uh, living with us. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys think that eventually it'll be a similar situation, like? 35, 40 years down the road, is it you going to be living with Ashton and if he gets married and his slew of kids running around? Like, is that your guys' expectation? No. No, it's not our expectation. Um, or I, I, don't know, I don't know what the future is going to hold as far as that goes. I think, I think we would probably like to be close to at least one of our kids, but I, yeah. I don't know that um, we, would, we would try to live with them unless – you know, there was like, it was, you know, very evident that they're totally cool with it just because, yeah. <clears throat> you know, Mag and I came from a, came from families where that happened. Right. And I, I get that Ashton did, but he's also, you know, he's one generation now removed yeah. from, from that. Yeah. And whoever he marries, chances are they're not going to be, <laughs> have that kind of experience. So. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think, um, where we differ with his parents, um, we don't expect our children to marry. If they do marry someone that's also Asian American, that would be you know that would be great. But we don't have that expectation like yeah. like his parents did. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like I, like culturally, would your parent would your guys' parents in any way shun you or not? want to spend time with you if you would have married somebody outside your culture? I don't know. They would. I, there, there were, there were others definitely like other, other friends parents who did. Right. Yeah. But I don't, 
I'm not sure that our parents would. I think they've seen enough of the bad side of what that can happen when the parents, I guess, you know, Decide. shun the, the, yeah. the kids and, yeah. and, the, and the, the, the pain it causes with the relationships. I think they've seen enough to not do that. Yeah. My guess. Yeah. Um, my parents actually are, are a little less traditional than Newton's parents. So, um, they, I mean, they wouldn't have any issues with it. Yeah. And like for like in your guys's culture, like to be traditional or non-traditional, does that tie in with like religion at all? Or is that tie in with like, if they, cause like, you know, like in the States all the time we'll say like, well, that's a traditional or conservative versus liberal. Like, and they're, and I normally, when I hear that, I, I don't necessarily think of cultural. I think of like religious beliefs. I mean, at least that's how I process it. So like when you guys say that, like if your family is more traditional, is there like a religious aspect attached to that or it's normally just straight cultural implications? Yeah, yeah straight cultural. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there may be some, I mean, going way, way back. For sure. But but not not typically, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, um, have you guys ever, I'm assuming you have, uh, experienced racism and maybe tell us about a situation where that happened and, um, and just kind of even what you were thinking and processing through as that kind of took place for you guys, or maybe even, you know, if it, if you've seen it take place in your kids' lives or you witnessed it or they come home and, you know, say so-and-so called me, whatever, like, um, love just to chat a little bit about, about that kind of stuff. So I I, I don't think recently for me, uh, I don't think I've recently had, um, any overt racism directed towards me. I think a lot of that's also, uh, probably in the city that we live in. Uh, Austin's probably a little more progressive. Um, you know, when I was a kid that happened like constantly, we get into fights, people would call me names. Uh, and this is all strictly just because of the way you look in your culture oh, totally. it had nothing to do with your character. No, they just they, assume because you yeah. look that way or talk that way or whatever that you were whatever. Yeah. And it was, is in, in, you know, the, the, you know, certain instances they didn't, they had never even met me before. Right. And mm. they'll, they'll say something to me. Um, so I, I don't know that our kids have experienced that. Um, I think that again, you know, us living here in Austin, I think has been great. I think, uh, um, the, the friends that they have and, and the people they surround themselves with at school are, are, are not showing that type of behavior. Yeah. Um, right, Meg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, thankfully our kids have, have, um, have not experienced much racism. Yeah. There are s- instances that, um, happen. Like for example, um, you know, one of the, the girls and, and even Ava, you know, when they bring their lunch to school, it's the lunchbox, you know, moment where they're like, what's that? Or yeah. that smells or yeah, it's just something they're not used to. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, it's really good food. <laughs> you yeah. know. And, but as a, as a child though, you don't want to be different Yeah. or, or you've been taught that you, that it's not good to be different. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, thankfully those are just minor instances. They're not, it's not a, um, overall experience for them. It's not a get in a fight kind of yeah. experience. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, to start swinging. Yeah. yeah. And 
Um, and Ashton, like, he goes to a um, more diverse school because the school he goes to um, has kids from all over Austin, so it's not yeah. just one area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's a little more diversity in his friend group um, and what he, or just classmates in general. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel, and I mean, recently with... Um, with the rise in, in kind of hate crimes against yeah. Asian Americans, that really, um, I don't know, you, you kind of, as you grow up, you kind of forget about those things and mm. you feel like that's in the past and it shouldn't be that way any, anymore. Um, yeah. So that was a little shocking and surprising and, and, um, and people would ask me about, well, how do you feel about it? And I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because you just, I feel like I thought we were past that. Yeah. Um, But obviously just in general, we can see in culture today that uh, racism exists. And um, I think the more we can, I think what we teach our children um, in terms of seeing people as people, not different races mm-hmm. um and getting to know them yeah. um breaks breaks down those barriers for sure you know i've heard other people of, of other races say this before and would love to know just your guys's thoughts and and you know i've heard just some of my black friends who are like well somebody would ask them a question and like and they would feel like well they're, they have to answer because they're like the, the one black friend that, yeah. that they know. Yeah. And so like, hey, well, hey, what do you think about this? And they feel like, well, I now have to justify what I think for all black people. And I'm like one of like, you know, like, and that could be any, any different culture or whatever. But have you guys ever had people that are like, well, you're Asian. So what do you think? And like, does that come across as offensive in any way or inappropriate? Like, cause, cause even, you know, with, when all the riots and stuff are taking place and there's a lot of racism conversations, which I think are totally appropriate and good to have, you know, like I've been hesitant to talk to my neighbor who is black. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't want to be like, Hey bro, like come across like you're black. So I've got questions about black stuff. And I'm like, so do you get what I'm saying? Does it, yeah. does it feel, is that inappropriate, you know, for someone to even ask that, um, for you to speak up about, you know, Asian American, uh, uh, just cultural implications and things that are taking place. And some people, I, I know that, that, you know, you're not, I'm not asking you to speak for all Asians or like, yeah. I just, <laughs> just, you, you, you're creating the image of God. You too have life experience and a family. So just, and I know everybody would answer this probably completely different, you know, but just would love to know just for, from your guys' perspective. I think it really, um, I, it's important how the question is asked hmm. or, or how it's brought up. Yeah. So for sure, sensitivity um, I think it's more important to say something like, hey, I, and, and actually this happened recently um, where someone would, just came up to me and said, hey, I just wanted to see how you were doing because I've heard of all, the, all these things yeah. happening. Um, Did you know this person? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but it wasn't even that we are that good of friends. It was yeah. just, you know, she was very sensitive about it and was yeah. like, I just wanted to, check and see how you're feeling and yeah. if you want to talk about it. So I, I really appreciate that rather than maybe someone who's just like, 
maybe sharing all their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I, I, and I see that with the black community too, like they don't want to be, like you said, the knowledge, like the one black person answering all the questions that you've ever had. Yeah. Um, I think that's where the relationship comes in and you know that I'm not here just to answer your questions. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You have a genuine interest in my life and and what is actually happening in the world. For sure. You know, ask, ask about my life and I'll, I'll, I'll give you perspective of my life. I I can't speak for a whole race. And a lot of the questions that you, you know, for some of these, right. If, if, If you can, Figure it out on Google. Go, go Google it. Yeah. Right, so. <laughs> yes. yeah. You're not Google for the world, <laughs> right, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, yeah. And I think that's a great perspective just because I've, and sometimes I'm hesitant to ask. I mean, and I think even often when we share the gospel with people, um, if you haven't asked their name first, you should maybe wait to share the gospel with them. Because even as a Christian, like I've had people that like, you know, even in seminary and being in Chicago that have like tried to share the gospel with me. And I, and I've even had like, I don't know what religion is, but they knock on doors and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I've had, Hey, like, come on in. Let's like, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I remember this one circumstance. I'm like, Hey, I'm really busy right now, but feel free to come back later tonight. And they came over and we chatted it up and, and I purposely don't tell them I'm a Christian and I definitely don't tell them I'm a pastor and they never ask. (laughs) Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, so before you start sharing the gospel with me, you should probably at least know my name before you just start, you know, whatever, whatever agenda you have, like you should know my name before you, uh, that that makes a lot of sense. So just, it's always bothered me. Even as a Christian, when other Christians, like, I'm like, bro, like if you just would have add, I would have told you I'm a pastor and a Christian. So you don't need to like, you can go share the gospel with somebody else. Not that I don't need to be reminded of the gospel, but it's like. You didn't even ask me. Like, you, anyway, so it, it's a personal yeah. pet peeve that I have. So, mm-hmm. have you guys ever felt the need to have certain conversations with your kids because of your race? Like, for example, um, you know, uh, just in the my uh, black community and the the friends that I have who are black, they've most of them, to my understanding, have had the conversation with their kids about getting pulled over and what you do and. You know, um, which I have felt the need even, I mean, my culture's Native American background, but predominantly white, but I've even, even as a white dad, felt the need to have that conversation with my kids. Um, But I know that uh, a lot of other, you know, white families, I guess, so to speak, have not felt the need to have that conversation. And so that's just one example. But has, has there been certain things that you guys are like, we need to talk to our kids about this because they are... Asian American and not just American. I don't know that we, <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't think, I don't know that we had, yeah. um, we, we talk about world events, like, Oh, this happened and <clears throat> you know, thoughts on it, but blah, 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 but it's not a, you know, if you get pulled over, you need to have your hands up. You know, we, we yeah. haven't had any of those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just feel the need to have that with my kids. Cause I've been pulled over a few too many times. <laughs> so uh yeah um has your guys's experience in church been difficult at all i was thinking about this question and um so 
We have always, before AOC, we have always attended multicultural and Asian churches. Mm-hmm. So they were, um, so this is really um, the first predominantly white church that we attended. And partly because we, there was, you know, partly because our friends invited us, but also, um, you know, there was a, a kids program. That's it's close to the house. And close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, but the kids really enjoyed it, enjoyed coming, and that was really important to us that they felt yeah. loved and in a community where it was comfortable. Um, so I don't think that there's difficulty. I, I was involved with MOPS and um, really loved that experience and felt connected. I think it is harder... Um, to make close friends here in terms of most of the churches that we attended. Um, we typically made really close friends there. And I don't know if that has something to do with um, culture. I mean, I mean, I think typically if you have something that you, that connects you um, like that, yeah, it makes it easier for sure. So yeah. um, I don't think, but we've never well, felt. Yeah, I don't. I, it could have been that. It could, but then, I don't know. I'm just gonna kind of, you know, play the other side too. Right? Could it could have been mo- multiple things? Like it could be like our life stage too. Like we're just like way busier now than we were. Yeah. Back then, I, I feel like. So it could be a could be a, mul- a mixture of things. Yeah, for sure. But I don't I, think we've ever felt like we we didn't belong here or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think we've been um, we've been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been it been an a time where you were disappointed in Austin Oaks church because of the way they handled something that was uh, not as culturally sensitive as we should have been. I wouldn't say um, with the Asian culture, but, but definitely with black culture. So, or the black community. Yeah. Um, I felt that things weren't handled very well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're a, a bunch of sinners. So I, and <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, and you know, and for those listening, I mean, it, the the goal isn't to bash our church, or whatever, but just we also don't want to ignore the reality of the fact that we mess up, and yes. you know, and so, um, and I'm a part of that uh, problem, and uh, you guys are part of that yes, problem, and your, we. your yep. kids, and mm-hmm. you know, and my kids, and so it's just uh, a reality. I just don't ever want us to ignore or sweep under the rug. Um, I've often thought in ministry, um, uh, 20 years down the road, if something comes out, uh, that nobody knew about, I'm like, oh, that would be just terrible feeling. So I'd rather be pretty open and transparent and just Mm -hmm. have to, uh, learn to confess my sins more often than to hide things. Um, Totally. And and totally. And I, I personally have gone on a journey of just learning and, becoming more aware of uh, racial issues. So even as a minority, learning about racism is important. It's not just, um, it's not just, you know, racism against, uh, it's not just white and black. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's important to learn about all cultures and racism against 
um, or just the acknowledging that racism exists. Yeah, for sure. What are some things that are never appropriate to say to an Asian American family? Like, cause even sometimes like I've been in different settings, you know, it, I grew up in a town of 200 people and I only ever remember, um, very little other race. I mean, it was white America, small town rule. I remember Eileen, Eileen and Irella, these twins and like were the only two black people that I ever even in the, like the County. And then I go to Chicago and I remember like a, a guy came up to me one time. He goes, Lucas, your last name's Jackson. I go, yeah. He goes, you're white. I go, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and they're like, well, Jackson's a predominantly black last name. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. Like, it's the name I got. So, okay, cool. Like, so, and even, you know, being in East Texas, there was always a tension. Like, do I say African-American or black? And just so, but is there certain things that people should never say that are just completely inappropriate to say to an Asian American family or even an, you know, an Asian family. Hmm. Well, the thing that I think of right off the bat is when people ask you where you're from. And I think, I mean, a lot of people have seen the, um, you know, the funny kind of memes or whatever, where, where they're like, no, where are you really from? You know, when you yeah. say, well, I grew up in Houston and they're asking, you know, what your, you know, ethnic background is. Yeah. Um, I, th I think there's just some insensitivity there in, in that not, um, I mean, I get what, what you're trying to say, but. Yeah. So what, what, how, what would be a better way to say that? Like, like what's your cultural background versus where are you from? Because when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, well, I'm from a small town in Kansas. And they're like, yeah, I'm from a small town too. I'm like, well, how small? I was like 50,000. I'm like, bro, I was from 200, <laughs> homie. Like, this is different. Like, and they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it's like a village. And so, so that's what I think. Of, but, but, and I get what you're saying too, because most people don't ask where I'm from because I live in America and I'm white. So they just assume I'm from here, which even that isn't even a correct assumption. Right. Because we all came from somewhere else yes yeah this country has not been around that long like so technically none of us are really from here but just so is there a better way to communicate that well if you're asking if you want to know what city you grew up in yeah um then ask what city did you grow up in yeah if you're wanting to know what my um ethnic background is then that's a then what is your ethnic background gotcha. okay yeah i mean that seems more um like a question that is asking about, about me personally. Yeah. Instead of information, I want to know about you. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Not helpful. Would you add anything to that? Newton? No, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, other things that you shouldn't ask an Asian, you know, American family. And I, I, not that I'm trying to get you to cuss on the podcast, <laughs> yeah, but just because I mean, I even remember growing up, you know, in my rural town, like, Man, I remember this one guy, this Hispanic guy came to town and he played the gangster part. I think he like totally was eating it up because he was, everyone was fascinated because it's like, there's somebody here who's not white. And so, but I, but I mean, I remember my friends and I saying dumb for like, look at that Jew, you know? And I'm like, I have no idea why I said that. Like it was just things that we said and then you just throw it out or, 
just phrases like that, that you, even in a rural community of predominantly white people, and I, I don't know, probably because I was watching bad movies like Next Friday and Friday and <laughs> Half-Baked and just, I did not grow up in a Christian home. So I probably learned a lot of bad phrases, but, and I just would say those things, not, not even to somebody specifically, but just in, you know, in conversations. And so um, I just think it's important because people, most people probably aren't going to ask you that question um, or even somebody of a different cultural or ethnicity, that question. But I think it's just something to at least be aware of to just um, to try to be sensitive just to other people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really can't think of, okay. of anything, you know, yeah. my, my suggestion is, you know, if, if you wouldn't be asking your, you know, don't ask questions that you wouldn't ask your parents. Right. That would be a very logical thing. Absolutely. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. What what advice or wisdom would you share for other families that, that are in a similar situation that you, like, you know, Asian American family, maybe, uh, you know, a set of parents who are staying with, with you and raising their kids? Like, what wisdom would you give to somebody in that particular situation? Or wisdom or advice to encourage them? Because they may, you know, maybe their marriage is tense because they've got, you know, a set of in-laws around or, you know, maybe they are in that tension of like, well, you know, my, your, the grandparents want to pass off, you know, a lot of the Asian culture, but you know, the parents of the kids may be like, well, we want to, but so just what, what advice or wisdom would you give to, to families who are very similar to you guys? I, I think I would start with, um, have, empathy right it's very easy and this i'm saying this because this is how i react um it's very easy to get very defensive and like you know this is my family this is how yeah. i'm going to raise my kids this yeah. is the way we're going to do things but i think having a little bit of empathy to understand or to think about where your parents came from and what what their life was like growing hmm. up yeah um, probably would uh um help you to maybe not be as uh, at least for me uh, not be as, um, um, I don't know what the word is, but like anti them, you know, yeah, kind of thing. for sure. For sure. Right. So it's not, um, them against us. And, um, I, I, I am very, um, I would encourage, um, just to continue the cultural traditions um, but it doesn't have to be one way. It doesn't have to be hmm. um, the way that they've always, your parents have always, or your family have always done it. You can create new traditions. Yeah. I mean, very much um, have lots of families, you know, that maybe grew up in different r religious backgrounds and then they come yeah, together. For sure. And, and um, so in the same way, I think... Um, as Asian Americans, we can be both. You know, we can yeah. have American traditions as well as um, Chinese or Asian traditions and kind of find your own um, mix. For sure. And then that way you're, I, I just don't want, um, you know, if you force your kids to do a certain thing, it just, it, it doesn't usually work. It doesn't end well. It yeah. usually backfires. <laughs> And it's the, you get the opposite. Yeah. So it's, um, I think it's just um, trying to meld the two worlds, you know, yeah. as best you can, but also not putting one over the other. Yeah. Because we we do live here in the states, and um, and 
and they're going to learn the culture here, and yeah. that's and that's totally fine. Um, I think it's just a matter of making sure that we remember just our family background and our culture. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Have you guys ever? I experienced this the first time when we fostered uh, twins, um, uh, Kalyan and Tayana, and they, I think they were like thirteen or fifteen months old when we got them, and and they are they were Hispanic, so they don't look anything like you know my wife and I and our two kids. Um, and you know, I remember going to the store and now granted when you have four little ones, like nothing's quiet. It's like a bomb goes off and it's like, you feel like you're ripping down everything as you go through an aisle at HEB. That, I mean, that, at least that's what it felt like. Um, but I felt in a lot often that other people were looking at us, um, which granted you probably should have looked over cause you're like, what's the, you know, is there like a horse coming down? Like all the noise and just, you know, you just, so you, it naturally, but it was the first time I thought other people looked at us differently because like, Oh, look at that white family with those, um, Hispanic kids. Now I have no idea if that's what they were really thinking, but that's what I was thinking that they were thinking in their mind as they were looking at us when we would go places. And I never had that thought before um, at all when it comes to uh, just different cultures and skin tone. All of I just was never something I've ever even thought through until that moment. Have you guys ever had moments like that where it's hard, where like you know someone looks at you or, or and they may not even say anything, but I, I could imagine it being hard not to assume that they're they're looking at you because of your race. So just maybe talk a little bit about that tension because I would assume at times it's true, but also may not be the uh, most appropriate to assume that that's what they're thinking, but they're, they may be thinking that. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's it, it, I, I think it's happened to us. I mean, it's happened to me throughout my whole life, even when I was uh, growing up in El Paso. Um, you know, it, 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 you, you and <clears throat> so I had, I had it happen to me in multiple groups. So when I'm with, with my um, uh, you know, let's say the youth group, right? And the Chinese youth group, you go to a certain restaurant, of course, people do stop and they kind of look at you, but it's also because you got like, you know, five or 10 Asian kids that just walked into this restaurant and yeah. it's probably you know, something they've never seen before. But, you know, I was also, I'm from El Paso, that's high Hispanic. So when we, I, I remember we took one trip and this is, this is back in the eighties, um, high school trip. And, and we, we, we came out to East Texas same thing. We walked into a restaurant, you know, it was me and uh, Hispanic kids and uh, everybody else in the restaurant. It was like straight out of a movie. And we're like, stop. They all turned around, just stared at us. It was, it was weird. Um, <clears throat> right now, as, a, as for now, I, I sometimes feel that way, whether they're actually, if, if the people, if I think that the people or whether the people are actually uh, uh, intentionally doing that or not, I yeah. don't know. Um, but I kind of, I mean, I, I feel it, but then I just kind of ignore it. I, mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't, I don't know what the right response is for that, but that's what I do. Yeah. Well, I do. Um, I think if you've grown up with um, being called names before because of how you look, yeah. you are acutely aware of that because you're different. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, so I don't, um, for the most part, I don't, walk around thinking about it I feel very much a part of you know the community I don't feel yeah. different 
Um, but there are instances where you wonder, am I the only Asian person this person has ever yeah. seen because they're staring at me? Yeah. Um, Which isn't really normal. Like when that, it's just not normal, you know? Yeah, like spinach in your teeth. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, and, and I appreciate you guys and just your thoughts on it. Cause it, cause it, I just experienced, I guess, at least what I think experienced that for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. Yeah. It actually really, really bothered mm-hmm. me. I, w- I was like, well, maybe you should stink and foster and, and <laughs> kids and you'd know what this is like. And just yeah, right. the anger and bitterness. And I'm, I don't even know them. And, and I'm like, I don't, I, I kind of hate them now. And mm-hmm. they may have been looking at some dude behind me. I have no idea, you know? And so just, <laughs> um, was just an eye opening experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, have, uh, what, how would you encourage or recommend Austin Oaks Church or even just churches to be better at being more sensitive to different cultures? Um, and I'm not asking you to speak for all cultures, but just from your guys' experience, like what, like what can, you know, what can the body of Christ do better when it comes to caring for those, especially in a, in a place like Austin where, you know, uh, and I don't think by God's design, every church is supposed to be multiracial. Like if where I grew up, it was like, and it's, it's not, and I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, um, that particular culture being primarily predominantly rural white America. There's no issue. I don't see an issue with that or any other culture or skin color at all. But so what can the church do better? You know, just as a starting point, I think, um, it's, it's probably just kind of understanding the makeup and the people, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, know, you, you, you see me and I'm like this Chinese American guy, but do you know much about Chinese Americans or what Chinese Americans have kind of experienced through, through much of American history? And, um, I think it, just starting with that, mm-hmm. just, just trying to understand, I think. And, 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 yeah. and, and I keep going back to the word empathy, but I think that's, that's where it starts. Yeah. No, that's good. Right, and I think um, my thoughts on this aren't because people are the body of mm-hmm. are the body yeah. are the church. So I'm not particularly thinking about church, this building, church, yeah. but in terms of being a Christian and, and part of the body of Christ. Um, like Newt said, learning about somebody um, that you may that is different from you. Yeah. Um, and getting just learning where they where they come from, what their history is, um, because a lot of times I think white culture assumes everybody is going to be like them, hmm. or that you're here in America, so you're going to be like us, yeah, or or transform to be like us, or something yeah. like that, where um, there's this expectation of the minority to be like the majority. Yeah. Um, when in reality, there's so much beauty in the minority mm-hmm. and the differences. Yeah. And um, I think starting with individuals um, reaching out to, or not, I don't even want to say reaching out, but intentionally meeting people who are different from them yeah. in their neighborhoods, at their schools. Are your kids, are you having playdates with, just kids that are like yeah. your 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 families that are just like you, and I um, and I take this to heart too because 
I we you know I feel like we need to do better about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once 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 Ashton had mentioned to us when we were talking to him or to me, he said, "All of your all of your friends are white or Asian," <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was true. Yeah, because those are the two worlds that predominantly we've been in yeah um but i get that we don't i mean i have some black friends but do we have them over at our house yeah i mean i have some hispanic friends do do we have them at our house yeah um so i think it just really we it's i don't think people intentionally say i'm not going to be friends with you because you're different but for sure but i think unless we intentionally change um our actions to reflect wait do i really want to know more about yeah this person the or this other culture um yeah. i have to take actions to do that so i think that is what i would really um love to see yeah absolutely no that's good well any last uh minute thoughts that you guys have you'd like to add last minute thoughts um I can't, no, I can't no. think okay. of any. Yeah. Okay. Well, appreciate you guys and your willingness to talk about just how God's created you and your family dynamics. And I, I can't help but be very empathetic. I, I, I don't know if I could have my in-laws <laughs> live with me. I just, I feel like you guys are more godly than I'll ever be <laughs> for that simple <laughs> reason only. Um, so thank you guys very, very, very much for being on with us uh, tonight. Thanks for having thanks us. For, thanks for the opportunity. Yes. Thanks for joining us on the House on Fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we'll see you next time.